you're listening to the Shoot for Success Photography Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how you can crush your next 12 months with these game changers. You're not going to want to miss this one. Let's get into the episode. Hi, I'm Sean Brown, and if you had told me years ago that I would be a professional photographer today, I would have said that you were crazy. Since then, I've been able to grow my photography business to six figures per year and haven't looked back. Now, with over eight years of experience of figuring out what to do and more importantly, what not to do, I help photographers build the thriving photography business that they've always dreamed of so that they can have more time, flexibility, and freedom to do what they truly want to do. And you wanna know the best part? I'm showing you how to make that happen for yourself in this audio series. This is Shoot for Success. Hey there, folks, Sean Brown here, and really excited to bring you another episode of the Shoot for Success Photography Podcast. I think that this is an episode that is really, really important, whether you have been in business for many years, whether you're new to business, or maybe you're just kind of figuring out if you even want to get into the business of photography, and that is the concept, the topic of how can you set up your next 12 months to be the best 12 months that you have had in business. Hope that you and your family had a, or are having, depending on when you're listening to this episode, a fantastic holiday season. This is one of the episode topics, con, uh, you know, kind of type of content that you see a lot as we head into the new year. And it, it's hard to believe that we're already in 2023. It seems like we are just getting into uh, the 2020, right? It seems like that was just yesterday that we were kind of turning the calendar on the the new decade, right? And we look back and it's, holy cow, it's been, it's almost like three years into it. We're about to start the third year, right? And one of the things that we're going to talk about in today's episode is a topic that's talked about a lot. And that is the topic of kind of like, what can you do as we start to head into a new year, what is it that you are doing in your personal life, in your business life, in just life in general, to make your next 12 months the best that they can possibly be? And what we're going to talk about in today's episode are a few things that I truly believe separate the photographers that are willing to make this happen and the photographers that are just dabbling. It's the difference between the photographers or the people at the pool that are willing to do the cannonball and jump in without knowing how cold or warm the water is versus those who are just dipping their toe into the water. Maybe they're kind of thinking about hopping into the water, but you know they might not get into the water or it might take a little bit of a push. And one of the things that I believe that successful photographers, successful business owners do is they take the time to map out their year. Now, this can be really, really difficult for photographers. Uh, It can be difficult for business people in general. And there are a couple reasons why I've seen people struggle with this. First is they struggle with doing this because what happens is they are so busy that they don't take time to actually make this happen. And that sounds like a really like simple answer, but it's true. And if you think about where you were at in your business, 
you are likely feeling like a lot of the students that I've coached over the years, which is you're feeling really, really frustrated with how your success is going because what happens is you feel like you're working harder than ever, but maybe you're not seeing the results that you're looking for. Or maybe you're so overwhelmed because you're so busy that you can't possibly think about adding another thing onto your plate. Or maybe you're stressed out because you have no idea what to do and you don't really know what to do to make things better, right? Yeah, you don't know what to do to book more clients. You don't know what it is, you know, to make more money in your business, whatever that may be for you, you're there. Or maybe what happens is you look back and you say, you know, why am I building this business? I'm trying to do all these things. You know, I built my business to be able to spend more time with my friends and family, to be able to go to my kids' soccer games, to be able to travel when I want to, to be able to be my own boss, to have my own schedule, all these things. And I'm working longer hours. I'm, you know, struggling to make this happen. What, what, what am I doing wrong? Right. And well, maybe that's why you're here on the podcast and and all that stuff. But one of the things that can also happen when we are feeling like that is we can be driven to basically think that when we work harder, things will magically get better. And I'm here to tell you that that's not actually the answer. The harder you work, there's no guarantee that things will get better for you. In fact, it's probably quite the opposite, where you're going to feel burnt out, you're going to feel you know overwhelmed, stressed out, and you're not going to have anything to show for it. And when we look at the patterns, you know, I'm all about, you know, patterns and habits and all that stuff, you know, I think that that maps overall your success in a lot of ways. But when we look back at what a lot of those photographers or business people in general, why they're feeling like that, well, it's because they're not taking the time to to do these things that we're going to talk about in this episode. And so if you're one of those photographers that's feeling like that, or, or if you are determined to make your next 12 months the best 12 months that you've ever had, you're going to take the steps that we talked about in this episode, and you're going to sit down and you're actually going to block out some time to do this. Because when we don't block out our time, when we don't step into the year with purpose and intention, what happens is that our habits, our old you know, schedules, our old habits come back. And our old habits, as the phrase goes, you know, if you do the same thing over and over again, you're bound to repeat what's happened. You know, there are a million phrases like that. And if you do the same thing over and over again, you're going to get the results that you got before. It's kind of crazy how that works, but it's true. If you do the same thing over and over again, you're not going to do anything different. And therefore, you're going to get the same stuff that you've always got. Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk about how we can break that. But the only way that you can truly break the habits to set yourself up for a year that looks different than any other year, the only way that that can possibly happen is if you take the time to give yourself a few hours or an hour, however long it's going to take you to map out what your year is going to be. So before we even get started in this episode of the topics, what I would like you to do is to pull out your calendar, whether that's physical, whether it's digital. I keep my calendar on my phone. 
because uh, if I don't have it in my phone calendar, it doesn't exist in my life where I'm bound to uh, overschedule things and, and I'm like, oh crap, I had this going on. So we'd like you to pull out whatever you use for a calendar. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna block out a half day. Okay, I say half day because guess what? You are going to turn this into a day or a half day for yourself. If this is when your kids go back to school, if this is when you have a day off work, whatever day it is, it doesn't really matter to me. But what you're going to do is you're going to take a half day and it is going to be your day. So what I want you to do is I want you to list out one thing that you're going to do, which is take that day for yourself. That's going to be insert your name, your your day. You're going to go, you're going to grab coffee if you're a coffee drinker, you're going to grab lunch and you're just gonna ease into that day of planning. And what we're gonna do is you're gonna sit down and you're really going to map out specific items, details of what your year is going to look like. And the reason that we do this is because when you envision what is going to be your year, you create that reality. So if you are able to picture what your year looks like, it actually is way more powerful than if we just leave it up to chance. Okay, we often say, well, we want to book more clients. Okay, but what is what is booking more clients look like? What are the steps that you're going to take to get there? And this is what that day is for. You're gonna map out what we talk about in this episode, but it first takes the action of you even putting that into your life, of putting that into your schedule, your calendar. How long this takes you, that is entirely up to you. It is at your pace. But the first thing that needs to happen is that. So by now, you should have written a date on your calendar, blocked it out. The second step is you're going to hold yourself accountable to making that happen. You're not going to take emails. You're not going to take client calls. If, you know, hopefully, ideally, you're taking some time in an environment where you're not going to be distracted by kids or spouses or Uh, phone calls or anything like that that may be distracting to you. That's the second step. And then you're going to dive into these game-changing actions. So the first step that you're going to do is you, in order to make sure that your year doesn't turn out like your year did last year, you want to evaluate what went well this year. In fact, we can't actually move forward with our year until we've evaluated our previous year. And one of the things that I would like you to do is I want you to celebrate your successes. I think this is really important. As entrepreneurs, it's very easy to be hard on ourselves. It's easy to look at our year and and immediately go to what didn't work so well. And what I would like you to do is take a second to understand that you had successes. Whether it be big or small, you had some form of success in your business. That could be booking your first senior. That could be making a bigger sale that you didn't think that you were capable of. This could be maybe you got 10 new followers on Instagram and one of them reached out to you asking if you would be their photographer. Maybe this is you put some structure into your life 
to give yourself a couple extra days to spend with family because you were able to move things in a different way and make more time and or not make more time, but essentially make it more streamlined in your business to allow you to do what you wanted to do, whatever that may be for you. And only you can answer that because success is different to everybody. There is no definition of success. It's whatever success looks like to you. And I want you to write down at least five things, but ideally I want you to, you know, take a blank page in your notebook and just write in big capital letters successes. And what you're going to do is you're just going to make a list of what those were. And then what I want you to do next to it is I want you to just do like a little dash line or whatever. I want you to realize why that's successful to you. What did that give you? What was it about that that you defined as successful? Because I think it's easy to say, oh, you know what? If you are successful, you're making X amount of money, okay? Well, what if you said, okay, I made a $1,000 sale. What did that give you? And you're like, hey, maybe I, you know, I was able to pay for, you know, a little bit of my kid's travel ball. I was able to take a weekend vacation with my husband. We haven't done that in years. It allowed me to do that. Everything that we do leads to a different version of success. But we have to define why that's defined as success. Why, why are we saying that this was successful? And furthermore, you can't have it relate to somebody else. So it's not, oh, well, you know what? Sean said I need to be making X amount of money in my business. And I did it. Okay, well, if that's not success to you, then we don't need to worry about that, right? It only is what matters to you. That's what we're going to do first. Then what I want you to do is under all of your successes, this is the the kind of the next step in evaluating what went well, kind of a reflection. We'll call this the, the reflection stage, which is, I want you to define or to uh, to recognize and, and kind of understand what it was that created that success. And what I want you to do is I want you to get very specific about the actions you took that led you to that piece of success. And it's very easy to say, oh, well, I booked a client. That's successful. You know, gave me this and that contributed to my business. It allowed me to do X, Y, or Z or, you know, feel a little bit less stress, and that was success to me. And okay, now what we need to do is uh, what led you there? What were the steps that you took to even get you to that piece of success? Was it you did, you know, you posted on, on social media and you really focused on your brand and posting more on social media, by the way, doesn't get you more clients. I know it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a brain, brain twist right there. But posting on social media more does not actually get you more clients. It's what we do by our posts that get us more clients. That's a whole nother topic for a completely different podcast. But when we focus on the wrong things, we get the wrong results. And sometimes what happens is we actually think that what we do gets us the results when it actually, when we look back, we say, oh, well, you know what? Maybe posting 10 times a week actually didn't get me more clients. Maybe when I booked that client, it actually wasn't a result of, me posting more to social media like I thought it was. So what we want to do is we want to get very specific on what it was that created those successes. What led us there? Because what happens is if we don't focus on those, well, what happens is we lose sight of those the next year. 
And essentially what we want to do in our business is we want to shift everything that we do into things, into actions that lead us to success. Then what we're going to do is maybe on a blank notebook page, I don't know how long, you know, and you can pause this episode, feel free to pause this episode and, and go back to it over time, you know, make little notes that, Hey, you know, we're at the 16 minute mark or whatever it may be and say, you know what, this is, uh, this is what I need to come back to and, and focus on this and then write it down in your notebook and unpause and stuff like that. It's okay to do that. I also on a separate page, want you to write down what created stress for you in your business. Maybe it was a time that you had a really bad client interaction. Maybe what happened is the client that you thought you wanted to work with because they had a thousand, you know, million followers on Instagram or something like that turned out to just be a really bad individual to work with. Maybe you had a really bad experience. And I want you to write down why that created some sort of stress or some sort of negative aspect, you know, negative environment in your business. And again, what I want you to do is get very specific. What were the steps? What were the actions that you took leading up to that? And what I want you to do is I want you to focus on what you did in your business. I think it's very easy for us to blame others. Something I actually see a lot from my students that um, that struggle to get to where they're going. I hear phrases that instead of like, oh, you know what? I did this and it led to this. That's typically what I see from successful individuals. What happens when we start to blame others is it almost kind of takes the fault off of us. And not everything that you do in business is your fault, but what happens is we have to understand that there are things that we do in our business that ultimately lead us to where we are. And if we're having continual client interactions that are negative or creating negative experiences for ourselves, well, maybe it's steps that we're taking that are getting us there. Where it's like, you know what, the client came and they were really unprepped. They weren't prepared at all. They were a mess. None of their clothes were ironed. All their clothes were wrinkled. They had makeup that, you know, didn't look great on camera and all that stuff. And we say, well, how many clients did that happen to? It's like half my clients, Sean. It happened to like, all, it feels like it was like almost everyone I was working with. Okay. Well, maybe it's not your clients. Maybe it's the actions that we're taking, the prep that's leading us into these stressful situations. Well, you know what, Sean? They, they came and they ordered, you know, just the bare minimum. They got all the digital files and they barely spent any money with me, Sean. How do I fix that? You know, it's the clients that suck, right? They, they're not valuing what I do. They're not spending. Okay, well, maybe if we structured your pricing in a different way, maybe that would solve some of the stresses in your life. Maybe how you have your pricing structured is is giving them everything that they want, with which is all the digital files, and, and you're not stepping away feeling great about it. So therefore, you need to re- rework your pricing. It's maybe not your client's fault. So I want you to, to identify this, and we can't put the blame on your clients, okay? That's the biggest thing. We have to understand what is it that caused us stress, and then, like we said, what steps led us to success or created those successes for us? What created the stress in our business? What was it that led to it? What were the actions that we take that may have perpetuated that? Now what I want you to do is also reflect on what you feel worked well in your business. And this is a feeling. 
This isn't something that you can look at and and you say, okay, maybe, you know what, I um, I booked 10 clients and I, I feel great because of that. We're talking about a little bit more intangibles, where it's like, you know what, I feel like when I structured my day different, I just felt better. And the reason that we want to do this is because this is actually really powerful. How we come into our business feeling actually leads to how our business is going to do at the end of the day. And this is something that not a lot of photographers realize. You know, I was on a coaching call the other day and and the the person said to me, you know what, they're like, um, my clients are kind of showing up and it's just like the sales sessions are really, it feels like chaotic. Like when they show up for the in-person sale, it feels like chaotic. It feels like they're getting like flustered. At, at like how, you know, like what my pricing is. Like they don't know what to expect. They're kind of just like, they feel overwhelmed. They feel like anxiety because they're like, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to choose it. And as we kind of got into the call, we discovered like that that photographer was also feeling like chaotic and overwhelmed by their own pricing. And I kind of said to them, I was like, you know, do you think maybe your clients are coming in feeling a little bit overwhelmed or, or stressed out because it's like, that's how you're also feeling about your pricing too. And that may be how you're approaching the sales situation, even if you don't know that that's how you're approaching it. These things happen in our business where it's very easy for, if we're feeling stressed out, it's, it's very easy for our clients to feel that way too. So what I want you to do is focus on what did you feel in your business that worked well? When were times that you felt really confident? Maybe this was walking away from a shoot that you just absolutely loved. You crushed it, right? You did a really amazing job with this shoot. What were the what were the things that made you feel like that? And what we want to do is try to pinpoint it, okay? Well, I got to work with a really amazing client. Okay, what was amazing about them? Well, they did this, this, and this, and were really prepped. Okay, cool. How can we try to emulate that for other clients? We're also going to do the opposite. When were times you didn't feel too great in your business? When were times that you just remember feeling tired and sluggish and like, you know, you didn't even want to show up to the session? What was it about that that led you there? Well, I remember I felt really like just not like I even wanted to shoot this session because I, you know, it's my sixth senior of the week. We're not even, you know, we started shooting on Monday. We're not even to Thursday and I'm on my sixth session. You know, I've just been busting them out, Sean. Okay, well, maybe this is telling you that maybe what we should do is take a step back in our business in ways. What were the actions that led us there? And what I also want you to do is I want you to also then reflect on how your clients made you feel. Okay, so this is just kind of overall what we felt in our business, but also what, what did your clients make you feel? What were kind of some recurring themes? Did you feel great? Did you feel bad? You know, did you feel stressed out? Were you overwhelmed? Like, what emotions came to you? And then, what I also want you to do is, and we, you know, if you've been one of part of my, one of my trainings to become the thriving senior photographer, by, which is what we do every year. So, by the way, that's always in April. So, mark your calendar for April if you want to be a part of that free training. What we do in that is there's a part where we fill out the senior photographer dashboard. And then that dashboard, the dashboard has three 
areas of focus. And at the end of the day, there are three things that actually matter in your business. Kind of crazy. We can boil business down to essentially three things. Because at the end of the day, a business is this. It's leads and sales. Okay? How many people did you have that inquired? And how many people did you book as clients? That's kind of it at the end of the day. If you have a million leads and a million clients, well, you're probably doing pretty well. As long as you're priced appropriately. Now that's a whole, whole other topic. If you have nobody inquiring with you and you have nobody booking with you, well, you probably your business isn't doing too well. Financially speaking, right? We, we're probably running at a loss in our business. We probably don't have a lot of profit. So what I want you to do is focus on three areas, which is your audience. And, and you can do this in columns if you want to. You can do this in rows, whatever works best for you. Your audience, leads, and clients. Okay, so your audience is is how people know about you. You know, for instance, my audience for right now is you. You're listening to it. So one of the, the vessels would be the podcast for my photography clients. That would be my audience. But yours may be Instagram. Maybe you have a really highly successful TikTok channel. Maybe you're crushing it on YouTube and people are finding out about you on YouTube. Maybe you have a really great email list and people are inquiring and uh, you know you have a great freebie or something like that. Maybe it's a blog post that you've written or Pinterest or something like that and people are finding you through there. What is it that people find you through? How do they connect with you? How do they learn and how do you bring them into your brand? That's your audience. Your leads is how many people are actually inquiring with you. That's pretty easy to track. If somebody sends you an email or a direct message and then you, know, you follow it up with a contact form or something like that, they say, hey, we'd love to use you as our photographer. Okay, well, that's your leads. How many leads are you getting? And then clients is, again, pretty simple to keep track of. How many people are actually booking you at the end of the day? Now, what we want to do is we want to say, okay, each of these we kind of think of as a funnel, okay? So what happens with this is not everybody who's in your audience is going to become a lead. Not every lead is going to become a client. So what we have to do is we have to say, okay, what areas do we want to focus on? Well, if we need, uh, let's say, you know, we have an audience of like a thousand people on Instagram and every year we get like, I'm just going to keep it easy math, by the way. Let's say every year we get like a hundred inquiries, okay? Maybe they find out through Google or whatever it may be, but you know, you get a hundred inquiries. Okay. So about 10% of my audience is inquiring with me for seeing your photos. Then out of that 100 people that just inquired with me, that 10%, let's say that 20% end up booking. Cool. So now you've got 20 clients. All right. So if you want 40 clients, what does that tell us? Well, it tells us we probably need 200 leads, which means we need to focus on our audience to reach a few more people. So these are things that we can kind of start mapping out. Now, what I want you to do is for each of these category, audience, leads, and clients, I want you to then say, okay, what specific actionable tasks will help me for each of these? If my goal is to reach more people and my audience and my audience is Instagram, okay, well, maybe what we're going to do is our, our focus is going to be more reels, more reels about what it is that we do differently in our business, educating people about the portrait process. Maybe that's one of the things that we're gonna do. 
for leads, maybe what we're going to do is we're going to say, instead of, um, you know, 10% of people inquiring with us, maybe what we're going to do is we're going to do some more calls to action where we're going to actually get people to inquire at a higher rate, right? Where maybe what we're going to do is we only put out like two calls to action last year um, and in our captions or, or at the end of reels or whatever it may be. And maybe what we didn't do is we didn't really focus on that again. Look at what went well in your business last year and and try to replicate that and eliminate what didn't work so well. And if there are things that were working well for you for leads, well, we just got to do that more. And then for clients, maybe it's like, okay, well, you know what? Not that many people who inquired with me ended up booking. Well, what are the steps that we're going to take to do that? Are we going to evaluate maybe evaluate what worked well in our client inquiry process? Maybe we've got uh, too little information. Maybe we don't have enough of our personal brand and personal presence, and that's really important to to people, right? So these are things that that we want to do. And if you're thinking, you're like, Sean, you know what? I have zero clue how to do this. Well, what I want you to do is I want you to sit down and run a focus group because your clients or their friends, uh, you know, previous, you know, friends of your clients are great resources for this. In fact, they're your best resource. They're going to tell you what they liked, what they didn't like. And what we're going to do is you're going to say, okay, what, what was it that I did in XYZ? What did you like? You know, what, what are other photographers doing that you really like and wish that I was doing, et cetera. You're going to ask them all these questions and they're going to be a great resource to tell you what's going well in your business and what isn't. So if you're stuck, you're going to set up a day for a focus group. That's a different topic for a different podcast episode as well. Um, you're going to sit down and you're going to map out all these because this is what you are going to then use as kind of your North star as we move into our next steps. So just to recap, you have to evaluate, reflect on what went well this year, celebrate your successes and identify what caused stresses in your business, what caused success in your business, what worked well on just kind of the emotional level. And then also those three things of audience, leads, and clients, and how you're going to make sure that you're maximizing on all three of those fronts. The next that I want us to do is I want you to actually sit down and plan out your year. Again, something that we say, you know what, we need to do this and this and this in our business, and then what actually happens? We get to March and we're like, you know what, we still haven't done anything we talked about in January. And it becomes very easy to lose sight of what it is that we're doing. So what I want you to do is I want you to plan out your year and you're going to create a weekly schedule for these tasks. And these tasks are what we've actually already done. So we've actually already mapped out what we need to do for this year. Because what we're going to do is we're going to say, okay, well, what led to our success is perfect. We got to do those again. And we're going to say what led to our stresses and what we're going to do is we're going to identify ways to not make sure that that happens. So if doing shoots on Monday was really stressful because you were trying to drive, you know, your kids to to T-ball and then your daughter had dance practice and then all these things and you're like, this was just a really stressful day. Well, guess what? That's a pretty simple solution. You just don't schedule any sessions on Monday, right? You move them to Tuesday or Thursday or whatever day is better for you. And that's all because of what didn't work well in your business. So what we want to do is we want to say, okay, what is it that it's going to look like on a weekly basis, okay? 
what we're gonna do is we're gonna say, okay, on a weekly basis, this is what our week is gonna look like. You know, I teach my students the concept of Pomodoro technique, which is essentially time blocking. So we know that if we need to do X, Y, and Z in a week, let's say we need to do blogging, social media, we need to do, um, you know, editing or something like that, which, you know, I don't recommend, just outsource your editing, guys, get, get that out of the way. Well, if you need to do, let's just say editing, blog posts, and social media, well, what we would do is rather than do a little bit of that each day, what we would do is we would work in time blocks, where now what you're doing is you're taking blogging and doing it in this hour, social media doing it in this hour, and then editing doing it in this hour. Now, rather than switching tasks throughout the week and, you know, three days worth of editing for 25 minutes or, you know, whenever you can get time for it, now what we're doing is we're putting it in these time blocks. So I want you to plan out a week at a glance, okay? So this is going to differ for each of you, depending on where in your calendar year you are. So if you're uh, in January and it's slow season for you, okay, well, you're doing different tasks. So what I want you to do is I want you to write down a to-do list for each month. So January through December. And your to-dos are going to be like, okay, well, in January, I'm going to get all my blogging done for the year. I'm going to use all my past clients. I'm going to get blogging done. I'm going to get my Pinterest done. Guess what? This is exactly what I do in January and February, by the way. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, okay, in January, I need to do uh, marketing for the week or something like that. And then what you're going to do is you're going to say, okay, well, what marketing tasks am I going to do? And we're essentially just mapping, creating kind of a roadmap for what we need to do throughout the year. And then we're going to say, okay, where in our weekly schedule does this fall into? Okay. Am I doing this on Monday or Tuesday and all that stuff? And I want you to first put everything that you were doing on your personal schedule on the calendar first. There's a reason that we do this. A lot of people, what they tend to do is they tend to put their business first and fit their personal life into their business. What that leads to is resentment for your business over time, where now all of a sudden your business is not allowing you the means to do what you want to do. So what we've done is we've essentially said, okay, here's my business and whatever works for my business, then we can do on the personal level. What I personally do is I say, okay, you know what? I'm taking a week off of travel here. Here's what I got to do in business the other weeks. That's how I operate. And that's how a lot of my successful students operate mentally as well. So then when we get to July and our, and it's like, hey, you know what we got to do? We got to fit in 20 senior shoots in July. Or, that's a lot. 15 senior shoots in July. Okay, boom. What we do is we know that we're going to do three this week, four this week, three this week, four this week, et cetera. You know, add that up to 15. Okay. Then what we're going to do is we're going to say, okay, we also need to do uh, editing. So we need to outsource our editing. We need to do uh, social media posts. We need to do X, Y, or Z. We need to do ordering sessions. Perfect. Okay. So we know we're going to shoot Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week, and we're going to do an ordering session on, uh, you know, two or three ordering sessions on Monday. Boom. Okay. Busy season's mapped out. Then what we're going to do is we're just going to do this every single month. And once we know kind of at a bird's eye view of what we need to happen, our schedule is slowly going to form. And when we put this on a schedule, now what we do is we leave less room for you to, to move around in your business. And you may say, well, John, I want more freedom and flexibility in my business. I want to move around. No, because what happens is when we deviate from our plan, what tends to happen is we work from an emotional standpoint rather than a rational standpoint. The whole reason I have you mapping it out in January is because how much more rational 
Are you going to be mapping it out six months from now than you are in July during your busy season? And all of a sudden you're like, you know, I've got like six sessions on the books. Uh, I got to fit this and this and this in here. You know, I'm just going to move it into various parts. I'm going to move this around. Now we're working from an emotional standpoint. And if we work from an emotional standpoint, what happens is we create chaos. We create a little bit of uh, kind of some lack of uh, structure in our business. And that leads to a lot of stress in my experience. So we're going to avoid doing that. So that's why we're mapping it out now. The next thing, so once you've got it all mapped out, you've kind of written your to-dos for each month. What I want you to do is we're going to work in 90-day chunks. And this is, again, something that I teach my students to do, where what we do is we evaluate where we want our business to be every 90 days. Okay, this is what we can call this uh, whatever we want, but essentially what my students focus on is they focus on in the first quarter, what we're going to do is we're going to have X number of bookings or X number of shoots or whatever it is. And what we're going to do is we're going to develop tasks that are going to help us get there. And we've kind of already done this because we've already identified what tasks are going to help us get to these. But what we're going to do is we're going to say, okay, what is it that we're really going to focus on quarter one? What is it that we're really going to focus on quarter two? If quarter two or quarter three or whatever it is, is your busy season, well, we're probably already booked by then. So you don't really have to focus on marketing. Versus marketing maybe really more quarter one, quarter two. Maybe in quarter three, we're working on senior rep stuff. It's going to differ quarter to quarter. But what I want you to do is map out in 90-day chunks, what are you going to be doing? And this kind of falls in with our schedule. And what you're going to do is you're going to write at the end of those 90 days, at the end of quarter one, what metrics do you want to have hit? And these are going to be quantifiable, okay? So what this means is basically... Uh, I always think of quantified as like, can you count it? So quant count, think of that. So when I say if it's quantitative, this means that you can put a number to it. Qualitative is like, you know, uh, there's not really a way of measuring. It's kind of like, how do you feel, right? So that's kind of more qualitative. Quantitative is how, you know, how many seniors do I want on my calendar? So at quarter one, if you want 10, 10 booked clients, Okay, that means that if you're booking at a 25% booking rate and you want 10 clients, we need 40 inquiries and 10 bookings, okay? We're just gonna run our numbers. And this is a big thing I emphasize with my students in my mastermind in the academy is knowing your numbers. And I get very mad at my students if they don't know their numbers. It's like, you know what, I, Sean, I don't know if I'm on track to book. Okay, well, how many inquiries do you have? I, I don't know how many inquiries I have. All right, well, how are we supposed to track if you're booking right if you don't know how many inquiries? So make sure you really identify and have some systems in place, by the way, to track this too. Because if you don't have any systems, well, what happens is it becomes a big giant mess. So what we want to do is we want to say, okay, end of quarter one, we want 10 bookings. We need 40 uh, inquiries, okay? So what are we going to do to get those 40 inquiries? Then what we're going to do is we're going to map that out for every single quarter, okay? And this is on a metrics level. So this is less like, uh, actionable tasks. It's like, okay, blogging and all that stuff. We're kind of building and layering if you kind of get that. Then what we're going to do is we're going to set an accountability partner up. This is something we do with all my mastermind students where the second day that they get into the group, 
Their goal is to identify where they are at in business using my path to progress. They take a, a really cool um, assessment. We just moved this onto a, uh, a quiz. It's a quiz that basically tells you where you're at in your business. You don't even have to really do much. You just answer questions and it tells you where in your business journey you are, which is pretty cool if you ask me. Uh, that's brand new for the mastermind, but they take this quiz and then what they do is they say, okay, well, I'm uh, in the achiever stage or I'm in the dreamer stage. And then what they do is they actually can look at others who are in the mastermind and say, oh, this person's also in the dreamer stage. They're also on the East Coast. And what they do is they set up monthly and quarterly meetings with them, which is awesome. In fact, I was at the push conference and somebody came up to me and they're like, you know what we love about your mastermind most, Sean, is the accountability partners. It's kept me on track. In fact, I've had people where they meet um, monthly. And, and one of the things is one of, a couple of my students, uh, shout out to Robbie and Michelle, by the way, they have implemented uh, like a a kind of a reward system of sorts where what they do is at the end of the week, if they haven't completed their tasks, they haven't done X, Y, or Z, they uh, they actually have to pay the other person, which is like, you know, it um, incentivizes them to get the work done because if they get everything done, they don't have to pay the other person. And if their accountability partner doesn't do the work, well, they're getting, you know, dinner, dinner paid for or something like that. So, um, you know, you don't have to do that extreme, but I just thought that was kind of a fun way of gamifying that. And if that works for you, awesome, do that. So once you get the accountability partner, the whole point of it is for somebody to be along with you in your journey and for you to be alongside them. When we go through the journey together, we're much more likely to create change to invoke progress in our business. And at the end of the day, that is what we are after. So we're going to wrap the episode there. To recap, elevate, uh, evaluate, and think about what went well in your business. Celebrate your successes. Plan out your year and create a schedule for actionable tasks on your monthly to-do list. And then work in 90-day chunks. And the reason we work in 90-day chunks is because if we look back at our year, chances are it's basically uh, you haven't hit a lot of your goals from last year, I'm willing to bet. And the reason for that is because you didn't take the time to recognize when you were going astray. And the 90 days is a really great way. It's enough time to evaluate what went well in your business and enough time to pivot and adapt if it's not working well. That's why we work in 90 days, because it's easier to fix something month three than it is 12 months later. When we look back and we say, I'm so far from my revenue goal. I haven't hit my sales numbers, Sean. And we say, well, what did we, what did we look at in February and March and stuff like that? Maybe what could we have corrected then? So that's why we work in 90-day chunks, because it's enough time to gather the data that we need, but also ensures that we're able to pivot when needed. So I hope this was an awesome episode for you all. Please, please, please send me a direct message. Shoot for success podcast on Instagram. Let me know how your goal setting went, what your biggest takeaway from today's episode was. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes, you're absolutely more than welcome to do that. Send me a direct message as well. And then when you leave that review, uh, along with a little note or whatever it may be, that also enters you to win a one-on-one -on -one via Zoom to go over any and all questions that you may have in your business. So we can work through those and basically get you to a point 
where your business is thriving and you become the thr- you go from the struggling senior photographer to the thriving senior photographer. So I hope this episode was good. Again, hope that you're having a wonderful holiday season. We'll see you in the new year. The next time that this episode is out, it will be 2023. So make sure to take some time for yourself, relax, and then remember that calendar date, whatever date you put, ideally in January, by the way, hopefully it's not like, you know, three months into the year or whatever, set some time aside for yourself soon, sooner rather than later. And that's, that's what this is all about at the end of the day is making sure that you are taking time for yourself and setting yourself up for success so that you can absolutely crush your next 12 months. So as always, I'll see you next Monday for another podcast episode. Take care. Happy 2023. One of the things I discovered early on in photography is that working harder isn't what builds a successful business. In fact, after coaching hundreds of photographers in every market across the country, the number one trait that they all shared when they were struggling was working harder than ever in hopes that things would finally come together. It wasn't until they figured out how to implement the proper frameworks and strategies that their business took off. That's why I've created this free on-demand video training series, the Intro to Senior Photography Crash Course, to help photographers who want to start or grow their businesses without spending years struggling trying to figure it out on their own. In this free training, I will teach you the steps you need to take that people like myself, along with hundreds of other photographers, have used to build their thriving senior photography business and be able to live the life they want to live. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes to unlock how to make that happen for you and your business and say yes to being the successful senior photographer you've always dreamed of being.